0: Welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett.
1: Hello, Katie Pickler.
0: <laughs> that sounded like Piccolo. And Cameron Span. Hello. What do y'all feel about fire and ice?
1: Um, Well, okay. so if you're talking about the ride that used to be at Universal Studios in Orlando before they changed it to Dueling Dragons in Harry Potter World, uh, I loved that ride. I thought it was cool as heck.
0: Well, didn't Fire and Ice have a lot in Game of Thrones? A Song of Ice and Fire. A Song of Ice and Fire, yeah. 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 I was talking to somebody earlier on about how— you know, we used to back in the day have jargon violations when mm-hmm. people would use jargon terms. And it's back just, in the day, it's used all the time. And that's uh, somebody who we work with the other day in a meeting said they were going with their SO somewhere. It took me way too long to realize what the heck SO was. I'm mm. like, essay? Like, what? What is this? What are you talking about? Of course, I'm having this dialogue in my head. I didn't actually say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. But our world, no matter what world you're in, everybody. S- so what's world, SO? Significant, significant other. Of, uh,
1: uh, okay. or, or or for those old people in the room, standard oil.
2: But I, I am I assume <laughs> that they probably meant significant I don't think oil. they
0: were going with their standard oil to the <laughs> to a football game.
2: I was racking my brain for financial right? jargon, mm. like SO SO. Uh, uh, yeah. Significant other.
0: Yeah, so there's jargon everywhere and there's this newish one. I don't know how long it's been around for, but it's fire.
2: Fire. <laughs> I learned
1: about fire on TikTok. I have not learned about fire yet, but I will learn about it today. We're like
2: cavemen getting really excited about fire. Fire. Fire,
0: yeah. fire. So FIRE stands for financial independence, retire early.
2: Mm.
1: So we're
0: going to talk a little bit about that here in a second, but before we get into fire and what the actual episode's about, of course we got a fun list. So these are the best characters with fire powers.
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure there was a song by the cult that had fire in the title but i can't remember anyway so yeah I just i'm have actually
0: fireball stuck in my head right
1: fireball. now fireball <laughs> i'm on fire <laughs> anyway uh yeah i'm super stoked about this particular list because obviously it lets me geek out a little bit and that's not to say that the last few episodes haven't allowed me already to geek out a little bit but uh <laughs> best characters with fire powers we're going to start with the classic johnny storm from fantastic 4 human torch In the movies, played by Chris Evans in the Fantastic Four films, Johnny Storm basically catches on fire. uh, uh, His entire body bursts into flame. He can shoot fire from his flaming body, and he can fly.
2: Standard fire
1: powers. It's pretty cool. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The next one is Pyro from X-Men. I know of Pyro, but Mm -hmm. in parentheses is his real, his human name, and I did not know that was his name. St. John Allardyce. Yeah, no, I didn't know. I did not know that either.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
2: he appeared in the X-Men film series and can manipulate fire and create devastating fire attacks. In the comics and in the movie, he, he is, unlike Johnny
1: Storm, he actually has to have a source of fire to yeah. start the fire. He has a
2: little uh, Zippo or something. Yeah, but once he because starts we didn't the fire, start the fire? Exactly. <laughs> he is no Billy Joel. And I remember he has anger issues. And I'm wondering how many characters on this list have anger issues because well, you know fire is
0: bad. Well, mm. fire, and I think about I don't think it's on this list. You remember the Pixar movie, the elements? Yeah, yeah. whatever.
2: Yeah. Rage. 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 Didn't
0: yeah. His, his head Anger. Catch on fire. You know, yeah, he yeah. catches on fire. Yeah. Okay, the next one on this list, Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze, played mm. by Nicolas Cage. Ghost Rider has a supernatural connection to fire and wields a hellfire chain.
1: Yeah. Ghost Rider is a much more popular character in and among comic book fans than he turned out being in the movie, <laughs> but uh, they've talked about rebooting that particular franchise Uh, or at least the character in some future Marvel MCU movie. We'll see what happens. Katie, I'm going to let you take this next one because I know you love this one. Uh,
0: Maleficent, yes. She actually has green flame. She Mm. turns into a dragon, but Maleficent is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so she uses her fire to evil things. She
1: uses her fire to do bad stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you get a good one, too, though. Yeah.
1: uh, I get Rita Repulsa. Mm -hmm. She's uh, obviously the big bad in the Power Rangers. Well, this says in the Power Rangers movie, she was
2: a big bad for a significant portion of the Power Rangers TV show as well. I grew up on that show. Age six, first season. And when I saw her on the list, I'm like, she doesn't have fire powers, but it Mm. specifies the 2017 film. Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. So... Apparently
1: in the film, the 2017 film, she has fire-based abilities as one of the main antagonists. Of course, in the TV show, she was far more inclined to just create
2: big, giant monsters that destroyed the city that the Power Rangers had to fight. (laughs) Next on the list is our first fully animated character, and that would be the hysterical Hades from Hercules, Mm. who has... The power of blue fire, because I guess he's Satan, you know. blue, yeah. I don't know.
0: He's Hades, yeah. So I dressed blue up Devils. as Hades for Halloween this past year, and mm-hmm. it I didn't was, know that. yeah, I was all blue and the blue hair and everything. But yeah, Hades, especially in the the Disney movie, is really a fun little guy because he's like, hey, ha- thumbs up, and his thumbs have fires coming out. <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's obviously off of the mythical creature, Hades.
1: Yeah, I know one of our listeners probably just jumped a little bit at Hades. She's a big fan of the character from the, I should say, of the character from Hercules, specifically, because... (laughs) She
0: likes Hades. Yeah. (laughs) She's a big fan of hell. (laughs) Firestarter, Charlie McGee, in the film adaptation of Stephen King's Firestarter. He Mm -hmm. possesses pyrokinetic abilities.
1: Have either of y'all seen the original with Drew Barrymore? Um, uh, no. It came out way before y'all were probably maybe even born. An 80s Stephen King movie starring Drew Barrymore she, while she was still a kid. Uh, and then they more recently did another remake of it. But basically... With Zac Efron? Um, yeah, but he, he wasn't the person with the fire abilities. It, it's always a little girl that has the fire abilities. So basically it's pyrokinesis. It's the ability yeah. to start fire with your mind or blow stuff up with your mind. It always seems to be sort of there. There are definite negative connotations to having this ability, this fire ability, because obviously it's very destructive. I mean, you know,
0: you could burn somebody.
1: Yeah. Next on the list. Uh, okay, I'm going to try not to be too much of a nerd on this. I'll just <laughs> read it. The next one on the list is the Phoenix. It, it says in parentheses, Jean Grey. Uh, Jean Grey was uh, a character that is very heavily associated with Phoenix. Phoenix is actually sort of its own entity outside of Jean Grey. But anyway, that's that's getting way too into the details. Phoenix is an X-Men character. Uh, it, it did appear in the X-Men film series. Jean Grey became the Phoenix and basically wields a very, very powerful energy. Has the, the control of, of energy, including, like, you know, devouring planets and starting fires and, you know, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> all the things. Phoenix is a very
2: powerful, very powerful energy and has all of the fires. And she has, like, mind controlling capabilities, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. She's, She's got, got all got the power.
1: Telepathy, t- telekinesis, yeah. uh, just all of the telas. And she was Cyclops' love interest, I think. Jean Grey is, yeah, classically Scott Summers' uh, love interest throughout the comics. But also, the movie was very consistent with the comic books in that uh, Logan... Wolverine has always had a big giant crush on Jean Grey. So there was always sort of not really a uh, a triangle because Jean Grey never really reciprocated, but there was always sort of this little puppy dog love thing going with with Logan in the the corner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Next on the list is a twofer and similar to Jean Grey, they have all the powers. That would be Superman and Supergirl. Why? Because they have heat vision. Mm -hmm.
0: Nice. Okay, this next one, Zuko? from Avatar, The Last Airbender?
2: Never seen it. I haven't either. I hear it's great.
0: (laughs) He's a firebender who can generate and control fire.
1: Your kids would love it. I think... It's age appropriate for even your youngest. But anyway, definitely your older ones. Oh, here Um, we go
0: with this next one. We are just hitting all of court's nerdism. I mean, this is,
1: yeah. In Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Willow exhibits fire starting magical abilities as her powers evolve. Okay. She's a witch. I'm feeling like that's a little bit of a stretch. But yes, she is a witch and she can start fires with her witchy powers. But obviously, you know,
2: anytime I can mention Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I'm going to call it a win. And wrapping up the list is another witch, Sabrina Spellman, in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Because the TV, did y'all grow up on the TV show, Sabrina? Yeah, yeah it's she very didn't, different. Yeah, she didn't have fire firepower. Uh, is it Netflix? Yeah. This Netflix. series, she's yeah. battling Satan or something. Yeah. But anyways, she can start fires. Yeah, they... But I mean,
0: with Willow and Sabrina on here, then you need to add Winifred, you need to add Samantha, like all of them, all yeah. the witches. Yeah,
1: well, you know. I guess it's how much they used the fire.
2: Maybe I don't know. I don't remember. Voldemort, yeah. Voldemort can. In Order of the Phoenix, well, and battle like with Dumbledore.
0: Melisandre in Game of Thrones. She can read the fire and yeah. the whole thing with that with her. Obviously, we can talk all day long about fire and pop culture. Yeah, oh, hundy.
2: yeah, absolutely. Let,
0: let's talk about fire in the sense of financial independent, retire early. So, I mean, this is apparently a phrase that people are like, "Yeah, fire. That's that's my goal. That's my life. Fire, fire." fire. Um, and it doesn't mean fireball or like you want to get fired.
2: Mm. When you break down the word, the acronym. I'm torn. Financial independence, I think, of just like spend it like you earn it and then retire early. I think save, 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 save. So I'm excited about you teaching me.
0: We'll see how this goes. (laughs) Well,
2: it's a a lifestyle. It's
0: a lifestyle, yeah. (gasps) Lifestyle movement that prioritizes extreme saving and investing to be able to retire earlier than traditional methods might allow. The goal of FIRE is to achieve financial freedom so investors can choose how to spend their time. So it's kind of like when I do a financial plan and I'm giving somebody the financial freedom that they, from this point on, can retire. They're in a financial position. They can retire. And they're only working now for a paycheck instead of a paycheck. So these people are trying to just rapid fire, speed it up and get it done quicker. They're trying to gain financial independence quicker mm-hmm. so they can retire earlier
1: you know right off the bat the the thing that kind of raises my eyebrows about this approach and certainly with us working at a financial advisory firm you got to make it clear that what they're talking about here is is prioritizing extreme saving which generally is something that yeah. we kind of advise against Balance. yeah we enjoy, we we advise our clients to enjoy themselves some and and actually live a little now rather than just pouring every single dime that you make into your savings
0: you can't just keep thinking about okay well, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Like, yeah. no, you've got to have that balance. I am blown away that this has been around since the early '90s. Mm. Cam, you said you found out about this on TikTok. Yeah, I thought
2: it was a brand new thing,
0: and it's probably one of those that somebody read this book and it's now probably they're like,
2: "Made it back around." Oh, it's a
0: new thing. Yeah, well, no, it's back from the '90s. Mm. You know, everything in the '90s is coming back right now, anyways. But it was originated in the early 1990s with the book "Your Money or Your Life."
1: Yeah, I think you read that wrong. It should be "Your Money." All your life.
0: (laughs) So, this book is uh, argued that most people are so focused on making money that they forget to live their lives. It introduces the concept of the financial independence number, which is the amount of money you need to save to be able to retire early. Okay, I argue with this because it says. The book argues that most people are so focused on making money that they forget to live their lives. But to the extreme that I think has become trendy right now, the pop culture version of this, people are going to be so focused on if they actually want to retire early. Because I've heard this phrase used as fire and they want to retire at like 45. Mm-hmm. Well, there is no way you're going to be living life until you're 45 then. Yeah. Because you will have to be saving every single penny, eating ramen noodles, And the reality is if you're saving money in a retirement account, honey, you can't get access to that until you're 59 and a half. So I have issues with this whole thing and it's, I get their point is, Probably what this book came out, and this is what a lot of people do, is you take a fact and then like people twist it in different ways. So probably what these authors were writing in 1990 was the same thing we preach of how you've got to think about the future. Mm -hmm. You've got to enjoy the life while you have it right now, have that balance. But you need to think about one day you do want to retire and you want to have a fulfilled retirement and enjoy it and not have to worry about, I got to go back to work or I have no money. So that's probably their approach they were going with of the importance of finding that number. Because when I do a financial plan, I tell people, hey, this is how much you need to save or how much you need to be spending or how long you need to work in order for you to get to this point that you want to be. So, yes, absolutely. But am I wrong? Is Cam, is that kind of how TikTok spinning it is? It's much more like early Retirement, like super early?
2: Yeah, the video I saw is this guy almost regretted it because they saved and saved and saved and saved. Katie, you've talked about this with people just pushing money into their retirement plan and eating on ramen Mm -hmm. and then retiring early. And retiring early is great, but it's like you just wasted like half your life. What are you going to do
0: with the rest of it?
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's a balance, I feel like.
0: This is obviously a hot topic and it's for negotiation. And this is not supposed to be a generational thing because, yeah, if you are scared there's not going to be enough money and you save, 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 save. But then there's, you know, the opposite of people just spend and they're very materialistic. And it's all about the things and showing we have the lavish cars and we have the lavish house. And then that's how people got in trouble of having all these wonderful things, but they're up to their eyeballs in debt. And so what they're saying about this FIRE movement is it's for anyone that wants to achieve financial independence and retire early. It's not just for millennials, although it's particularly popular among this generation.
1: I would think the longer you have until you reach the traditional retirement age, the more likely this approach would be effective for you. Because if you're 60 and you want to retire early, well, you don't have that much time until it's no longer retiring early. It's just retiring.
0: But I think this is all like it's behavioral and it's, I think... I've seen it a lot more so with millennials, but also the next, the generation below, what is that, Generation Z, Z, because they see their parents. So I don't know that it's necessarily a generation. I think it's what you've been around. If you have been in a situation where you've seen your parents work longer than they probably should have and feel like they have to keep working, then you may have this mindset of, I don't want to be like that. I want to be different from my parents. So this goes more behavioral in that sense. And that it's you want to be different from your parents. And I've heard people say that I want to be able to financially retire and not have to go back to work, mm-hmm. or I want to make sure I make the right decisions. But it's like with everything, somebody takes clickbait, a little bit of it, and then runs with it. And I've seen people come in here who are in their 20s, and they want to retire from their corporate job at 40, and then they want to just live on passive income. or mm-hmm. And I'm like... What are you going to do for the next 50 years, you know, 50, 60 years the, if you retire at 40? Because you've got to keep your brain engaged. You've got to make sure you've got enough money built up so you can last all those retirement years, pay for health care, deal with inflation, all aspects and, of that.
1: And, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, you retire that early. If you retire early and you've got all this free time because you're, you're no longer working, then you've got to have ways to entertain yourself. So you're going to be spending... I'm like, what would I do if I didn't have a job now? Okay, I'll I'll be 50 soon. If I retired at the age of 50, what would I do for the next 20 years of my life to entertain myself and to keep me and my wife engaged in life? You know, would we travel? Well, do we have enough money to travel if we're going to be basically living off of our savings for the rest of our lives? I mean, you know, it just seems like it would be more expensive to live life and enjoy life if you don't have a job. I mean, obviously, I'm not a fuddy-duddy. Who wouldn't want to not work? But there's, you know, financial independence takes on a completely different sort of um, aspect. I perceive it differently when I really actually start thinking about all the implications. If I'm just independently wealthy... That's not necessarily—independently wealthy is not the same thing as just having a sufficient amount of money to retire and live on a budget for the rest of my Mm -hmm. life. You know, if I'm independently wealthy, if I'm basically just rich and can spend money and not worry about ever running out, that's great. But do I want to live my life and have sort of the restrictions of basically being budgeted for the next 40 years Uh, is that how I want to go now? You know, we haven't finished. Maybe, maybe fire addresses that. I don't know.
0: So the fire formula, the 25 rule, there are a few different formulas out there that fire followers, gosh, that's a mouth. Fire followers. Fire followers use to calculate their fire number. That's Mm. a lot of fire. The most popular formula is the 25 rule. This rule states that you need to save 25 times your annual expenses to retire early. For example, if your annual expenses are 50000 you need to save $1.25 to be able to retire early. I got a lot of beef with
1: this. How, you I got know, a lot of
0: fire about how this. How long are fire. you going to
1: live? How, how, how long know. are you going to
0: live? What does retirement look like for mm-hmm. you? Because if you're sitting here only spending fifty thousand in your working years, but then you are able to save this up. Are you going to then retire and be traveling? Well, and that's, are you going to be my- taking care of yeah. you know? grandkids or your own kids. That was
1: exactly the point I was making. Long-term care. If you retire, then all of a sudden you've got all this time. How are you going to entertain yourself? It's probably going to cost some money.
0: (laughs) I mean, do y'all remember back eons ago we did the episode and it's like, if I had a million dollars, like a million dollars is not what a million dollars used to be. Inflation, baby. Like, it's... I've heard people say, "Oh, well she'll be okay. She has a million dollars." Do you know how quickly you can go through a million dollars?
1: Oh, believe me, I've spent a million dollars over and over and over again and it doesn't take
0: but, much. But I mean, when i run these scenarios and tell somebody that over the time with taxes, liabilities, expenses, everything in the mix, you're going to need this amount of money to be able to pay for your 30, 40, 50 years of retirement. Yeah. It's multiple multiple millions of dollars and these are people that are not wanting to buy a yacht every year. These mm-hmm. are just average people who are wanting to have a nice retirement, live the life they've been living and then enjoy some of their
1: fruits of their labors. The the mind-blowing example for me that I keep bringing up and I'm sorry if I've brought it up on one of our episodes previously, but it just it's absolutely mind-blowing to me is the example of a truck. I've been looking for a truck, and I've been trying to find a truck that I can fit in my budget, and I'm certainly not going to be able to fit a brand new truck in my budget because, you know, a full-size standard truck with with some bells and whistles can easily go for $75,000, $80,000, and the fully tricked out ones are going for hundred grand. You got a million dollars, and you think a million dollars is a lot of money. To buy a truck now, it would cost you ten percent of your total savings if you were to just pay cash for that truck. That's crazy to me. Insane.
0: I mean, before I completely bash the different formulas, their other fire formula is the four percent rule. 4% rule is a guideline of withdrawing money from your retirement savings in a sustainable way. The rule states that you can withdraw 4% of your retirement savings in the first year of retirement and then adjust the amount for inflation each year. For example, if you have 1 million in retirement savings, you could withdraw 40,000 in the first year of retirement. Now, Both of these formulas are not bad. In fact, when I do financial plans, I talk about we're going to try and withdraw around 4% and no more just to, you know, make sure we're not draining all these accounts and not thinking about the next year. So it's kind of with when we talked about Dave Ramsey, there's good aspects of this. But this isn't the end all be all. If you are just following these formulas. You're, you're missing a huge component of it. Yes, I am a huge fan of trying to save for your future and think about what's next, but a lot of my clients all have them saving in different buckets, saving in retirement accounts, but saving in non-retirement accounts and call it their future account because today as a 25-year-old, they may be dreaming that they wanna own rental property in 15 years. But by the time they get to that, it could turn into they don't want rental properties. They love what they're doing. They want to use that account to pay their $200,000 truck note Mm -hmm. by the time that comes around. Who knows what it is, but it's all again about that balance and each individual idea. So fire, I mean, I guess it's an okay thing, but it's it is such a broad thing that you really have to personalize it and put the work in to find out what your individual plan is and not necessarily just, oh, let me calculate these formulas and I'm good to
1: go. The next thing would be how to achieve FIRE. So let's go through these steps that they're saying. This is how you achieve financial independence and retire early. Uh, Step number one is increase your income. So my first reaction to that is, huda. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to get financial independence is to increase your income. But what they say here is this could mean getting a better paying job. I feel the huda coming on again. Starting a side hustle or investing in yourself to get the skills you need for a higher paying job. We advocate, you know, yeah. we, we talk all the time about side hustles. We talk all, about, all the time about self-improvement. I've been going through... Uh, looking at what my next thing is going to be as far as self-improvement is concerned. So yeah, those are great things. But I think you need a little bit better, more specific plan than just increase your income by getting a better job.
0: I can imagine me sitting in a client meeting and being like, well, you know, if you just could make a little bit more money. Yeah,
1: just go get a better job, guys. Come on.
0: I mean, now that may be in a conversation of what do you think your track is with your current job? What do mm-hmm. you think your income options would be? But I'm not just going to be like, hey, go make some more money.
2: Yeah. The next way to achieve fire is a toughie for me. I don't know about you guys. And that would be reduce your expenses. Mm-hmm. Basically, get rid of that treat yourself attitude. Man, that's hard, though. Uh, this could Balance mean, again. Yeah. This could mean cutting back on unnecessary spending. I'm preaching to the choir here, being myself, uh, living below your means, eat that ramen, or finding ways to make money on the side. There's that side so hustle
0: So Then that wraps back up to increase your income. Again, this is kind of, we've talked about budgeting to we're blue in the face. There's ways to trim the budget and it doesn't have to be, I'm going to stop this large thing that I do. It's, you know, little bits here and there and it adds up. And it's about, okay, I just had this conversation with a prospect earlier. Well, when you get that increase of your income, don't let yourself get used to that extra money. They go ahead and put that aside for your future self, your fireside over there. I don't know.
1: <laughs> fireside. I think the key thing here, again, is as with, with everything else with this topic, there has to be some balance. You you yeah. want to find a way to save money, cut expenses and so forth. But we're not talking about... Um, just make
0: more money, save money. Yeah,
1: you know, you, you cut <laughs> and, expenses. You just, yeah. But again... Cutting expenses doesn't mean fully draconian measures. You shouldn't be just eliminating all sources of joy in your life and doing nothing but sitting on a floor with no furniture, eating ramen. You know, it's just that it just doesn't make any sense.
0: you got to have a little bit of treat yourself balance and a little bit of saving.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, one of the things that just struck me is there is that saying that you've probably heard that goes something like in relation to somebody who is older saying, I wish that I had the body of my 20 year old self Mm -hmm. with the wisdom of my 70 or 80 year old self. If you're not enjoying your youthful years because of this prospect of being able to retire early and enjoy later in life, um, then you're wasting a lot of good opportunity there, I guess. On the other hand, I guess you could also just like, in terms of entertainment, put away all your money and go outside and run around the block a few times, like my mom (laughs) told me to do when I was a kid. (laughs)
0: I'm thinking about like, Cam, you've got young kids, you need to enjoy them while they're young, while they want to hang out with mom and dad, because there'll be a time that they don't want to hang out with mom and dad. Now, it doesn't need to be that you just spoiler kids rotten and Mm -hmm. give them everything. And they're just the bank of mom and dad, because you also need to think about one day they're going to be out of the house and you want to make sure you still have money to go and spend time on you and Abby and, you know, doing things like that. But it's a balance. It's not sitting at home eating ramen noodles, putting fifty percent of your pay into your 401k. But it's also not the reverse of that, putting nothing into your 401k and spending every single dollar. And, you know, the next one on here on how to achieve fire, invest wisely. This means investing your money in assets that are likely to grow over time, such as stocks and bonds.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay. (laughs) So listen, listen. If you'll just, guys, if you if you really want to succeed at fire, just go get a better job, cut down on your spending, and invest, and make a fortune investing. Come on, guys. It's simple. So easy. (laughs) I, you know, I'm like,
0: duh. Yeah. What?
1: Hada. (laughs) Hada.
0: I I just want to read the rest of these and then just lump up again all this. Automate your savings. This means setting up automatic transfers from your checking account to your savings account so you don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. And then stay disciplined, which is not easy, but it's possible to stay disciplined and focus on your goals. So I 1,000% agree with the automate your finances and stay disciplined because we are creatures of habit. And I preach this all the time. When you get that extra money, go ahead and automatically save it out of sight, out of mind. One of the things that you need to understand about finances is it's evolving. It's changing as people's behaviors change, as the economy changes, because while, you know, the idea of no debt is the way to be, that used to be possible in a time where it was. Probably a one income household and things weren't as expensive, that may have been possible. But in today's world, having debt is a way to leverage your cash flow, leverage your different opportunities, so you've got money to do other things. And again, it's a balanced approach of not making sure your net worth is balanced, your assets and your liabilities. But when you're automating your savings, if you know that, hey, every month I'm going to go ahead and put X amount into my emergency fund, into my travel fund then you do have that kind of treat yourself freedom of as long as I am saving in these three accounts for my different, you know, retirement, education, fun, then I can spend all this money in here as long as my bank account doesn't go below X. But so much of this and how to be successful and stay disciplined is knowing yourself and knowing what's going to be best. Because Rule of thumb is typically, you know, three months worth of living expenses needs to be saved in cash. The rest of it needs to be working for you. But there are some people that are tempted by having too much cash sitting in their bank account that they need it to be out of sight, out of mind, where they can't just click a button and transfer to the other account. Mm -hmm. So you've got to achieve fire. I'm going to add another number on here. You've got to know yourself and know how you handle money, how you save, how you spend to be
1: successful at this FIRE goal. The next item on our agenda is the benefits of FIRE. So, Katie, let's talk about what are the benefits of finding a better job that pays you more, cutting your expenses, and, you know, earning a ton of money investing wisely. (laughs) Well, Court... (laughs) Financial freedom. Oh, indeed.
0: This means having enough money to live comfortably without having to work.
1: That's the goal, right? That's. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's the dream, right?
0: <laughs> financial independence, financial freedom. You know, yeah. we've got Braveheart in our ears yelling freedom.
1: Independently wealthy. That's the phrase that, you know, I want to be independently wealthy. What do you want to be when you grow up? Independently wealthy. But then it's, what does got, that mean? You,
0: what does the future look like for you? Because that tells you
1: I can what tell is you, financial freedom. I can tell you. That my future is so bright, I gotta wear shades. I'm just saying.
0: Okay. (laughs) Other benefits more time for the things you love. This could mean spending more time with family and friends, traveling, or pursuing hobbies but you got to make sure you have enough money yeah. to be able to uh, financially afford to do those things. I
1: mean, I'm I'm really wondering what the fire age is. What is the what is the the premium age that they're really pushing with this whole fire concept? Is it 55? Is that early enough or are they talking 45? Are they t- The article know? I read it
2: seemed young like, like 40s. I've, 40s. I've, okay.
0: Where I've heard this recently, which is why I was shocked by the 1990. I think when the book was written, it was gearing more towards Retiring earlier than Social Security retirement age. Mm -hmm. So, probably retiring before 65. Right. And, or, you know, Sixty-seven, whatever your retirement age is, but
1: well, back when the book came out, it probably was sixty-five. Yeah, but yeah. But now
0: I'm hearing where I've heard it has been people who want to retire at forty.
1: That's a lot of life to live after the age of forty. You know, life expectancy going up and up and up.
0: Okay, the other benefit on here for fire is a healthy work-life balance.
1: A healthier work-life balance, but, but the whole point I, is to not work anymore, right?
0: The whole point is not work anymore, but also if you're going to retire by the time you're forty, then you you're going to be busting your butt until 40 working all this time. So you're missing out on a work-life balance between now and 40. Yeah. And then you get to 40 and you have to be balanced because it's one thing or the other. Cause I'm visualizing somebody like I've got this great client and he's 25. He is making an incredible living, really working hard, great, great savings discipline. And I had a conversation with him and he says, so I think I really want to get a truck. And I said, okay, we'll get a truck. And he says, I haven't really bought my big boy purchase since I got this new job. And I said, well, you deserve it. You are saving, you're working hard. You deserve to do that. But he's so scared of like, he wants to put money back. He wants to retire early. And I just I had this kind of fear with him that he's going to put his whole life on hold as he bust his butt trying to save all this money, working really hard. And he's going to blink and he's going to maybe be able to financially retire at, you know, 40. But what does his retirement look like? Because he's probably missed out on meeting somebody. He probably has missed out on starting a family. And so, yeah, if it's just him and what he's wanting to do, he may be able to retire at forty and be okay, but what has been the sacrifice of it? And not saying you have to have a family yeah, or anything; I mean, you I, don't I, have to. You yeah. can you can fulfill your life with just traveling and stuff. But what are you pushing out of, like not having a relationship with friends, not doing things?
1: The thing that I keep going back to is our interpretation of fire. Just, it, it, we're focusing on this sort of again this extreme idea of saving, saving, saving now so that you can retire way earlier, but. It, originally it came from this book your money or your life and the the supposedly the book argued that most people are so focused on making money that they forget to live their lives which would sort of to me suggest the opposite argument yeah. of what of the way that we're interpreting fire like there is this element that you should be having a better balance and that you should be focusing more on both sides of your life but and not be so focused on making money but then the, yeah. the whole financial independence and retire early seems to run in the in the face of that. I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I,
0: I think people are interpreting it different ways. Yeah. And it's, I think if you look at it, so I had a situation where somebody came in and it was interesting how they phrased it. They wanted to put an addition on their house and wanted to know how does this impact their retirement? How mm-hmm. many more years would they need to work? How much more money would they need to save in order to do this addition today? hmm and I think that's the way you look at it as, OK, well, if I choose to take a two week vacation every year and spend this much, how much does that add to my retirement? How much longer do I have to work? How much more do I need to save? What do I need to do? And I think that's the way people need to look at it. Yeah, The, the benefits of FIRE are almost then immediately contradicted with the challenges of FIRE. Because it says making drastic lifestyle changes. This can mean cutting back on spending, living below your means, or working a side hustle. But wait, fire, you just told me I'm going to have a healthy work-life balance. Mm-hmm. But now if I'm having to work a side hustle, how am I having a work-life balance?
2: Yeah, I, I... Cease fire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, what is happening here? You know, sticking to a strict budget. This can be difficult, especially when you're used to spending more money. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but sticking to a strict, strict budget, money and mental are directly correlated. If you do not remember those talks, somebody's having financial troubles, there's depression or there's, you oh, know,
1: okay. Money you said money and mental, but I I feel like you left something off there. Money and mental health, health or, mental yeah, health, yeah, okay.
0: yes. Your money logic and your mental logic mm. kind of go hand in hand. And so if you're down in the dumps and, you know, then it's because you are in debt or because you don't have enough money and you can't find that better paying job. Mm-hmm. On the opposite, you know, money doesn't always make you happy. Yeah. Money I- doesn't always bring happiness, but it can it can bring happiness in the sense that if you feel like you are in a comfortable position, there's money for you to do everything you need and everything you want, then yeah, it plays into that.
2: Money may not make happiness happen, but it sure makes life easier. That's yeah. all I got to say it yeah. it
0: does. So, in sticking to a strict budget is almost like sticking to a strict diet, it's not really fun. Yeah, it's miserable. There are a percentage of the population that really love detailed, knowing where every single dollar goes. But to them, that's not living on a strict budget. That's them choosing to be very aware of where all their dollars go. Mm. And so that's kind of a different philosophy in this. And dealing with setbacks is a challenge for fire. There'll be times when you experience setbacks on your fire journey, such as losing your job or having a medical emergency. Well,
1: That's life. That's okay. life. I'm you sorry, have that to. That yeah. nothing to do with fire.
0: Life happens. That's why we talk about that three months worth of living yeah. expenses and having your different buckets because— Life is not average. You you need to stress test your plan. And so going back to that 25 rule and the 4% rule, like mm-hmm. you got to stress test it and build in like, what if this happens? What if that happens? Because it's kind of one of those, like, you know, you set a plan and then it's going to be like, okay, what's going to show up next? Mm-hmm. And I talked to people about how retirement, the the road to retirement is almost like from the Wizard of Oz, you know. Dorothy and the Tin Man and Scarecrow and the Lion, all of them trying to get to Emerald City. They can see it. They know where it's going to (laughs) be. But think about everything that popped out at them on their way. So many challenges, you know, the poppy seed field and you've got the witch and you've got the monkey. You've got all these attacks that happen. That's kind of life. And then once you get to the Emerald City, you got to kind of figure out what to do. And it may not be all it's cracked up to be. Like the wizard may be a guy standing behind a podium. Like, you know, you don't know what it's going to be. And so fire is great and all, but just live your life and have a plan (laughs) and then be able to have a plan that can withstand flying monkeys coming at it.
1: As usual, Katie, I feel like you've <laughs> summed up before I've requested your sum well, I got, up. I got fired
0: up about this one, okay? <laughs>
1: Fire, fireball. Like it's,
0: I feel like I preach this all day long. And again, this is a, as is, financial independent, retire early. And it is all in the eyes of the beholder of what they determined to make that believe.
1: Yeah. Retiring early for me now is, I'm, I'm expecting maybe like a 70 as my retirement age. So I guess retiring early would be like... <laughs> 65. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's. It, I think it changes. And I think it's kind of one of those, like, we need Jay Leno on the street asking questions. Like, when you hear financial independence retire early, what does that mean? Mm. What age is that? What does retirement look like? And you're going to get so many different answers and looking at the different
1: age groups. Yeah. I mean, for me, it it sounds like I'm winning the lottery. You know, that's how I'm going to achieve financial independence and retire early is win the lottery.
0: I like it better when we say that, you know, I'm able to do a financial plan for somebody. We've worked hard. We figured out a plan that withstands kind of the flying monkeys or the poppy fields or whatever you want to have life throw at you. But that we're able to tell somebody they're in a financial position that they no longer are working for a paycheck, but they're working for a play check. Mm. And that's more of that they then are cushioning their retirement. They're enriching their life if they choose to keep working. Because also the other thing is once you get to retirement, what are you doing? You've got to keep your brain active, you know, which kind of goes
1: into. I thought I said that. Yeah. How are you going to remain entertained when you're retired? You're no longer going to work. What are you doing with all that time?
0: The honeydew list is going to get long. Uh, I've had a lot of people tell me that. Is that the honey-do list, whether it's from the husband, the wife, the the kids, whoever it is, you're going to run out of stuff to do, mm-hmm. or you're going to hinder your health mentally and physically if you're just turning into like the people from Wally sitting there behind a TV screen. Yeah. So you've got to have something to stay active because it is your next chapter. And that's kind of like the, the power years sessions that we've been doing on what's next, because just because you retire from your corporate day-to-day doesn't mean you're not going to choose to work anymore. You're not going to choose to do something to fill your
1: life. Mm -hmm. Well, I I mean, I guess that's kind of your bullseye, Katie. I think, you know, really the question comes down to and really, honestly, folks, we've been having fun with this because we heard about this whole fire thing and we thought we would comment on it. But obviously we haven't we haven't read the book. We've done a little bit of Google research to kind of wrap our heads heads around what it is that this possibly Means uh, what it stands for, and so forth. But we're not holding ourselves out there as the the experts on fire, and maybe we're missing some points that you would argue with us on. And if that is the case, then please feel free to reach out and let us know what your take is on fire. But I think the question asked for Bullseye would be, is fire right for you? And I think the answer to that is fire may be right for you if you understand it... (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying so hard to say, is fire right for you and not say it depends? But really, it it freaking I, depends. Well, I, no, I, mean, I think
0: fire is right for whoever wants it to be, but it's what is your definition of financial independent and retire early? Yeah. Is retirement for you retiring from your corporate job and then choosing to go help at your son's shop or mm. daughter's store? What does it look like? And so, yes. Everybody should have some kind of plan on what financial independence and what retiring early means to them. But some people also have no intentions of retiring, want to keep doing what they're currently doing until they're no longer able. Yeah. So... I think it's that we got to get a clear message on when someone says, I'm a supporter of fire, it's like, okay, explain what does to that me mean what to you. What's, yeah, yeah what does what that mean? What is
1: fire to you? It's kind of like, oh, oh, you know, there there are constantly acronyms floating around out there, words, concepts. You hear them on the news, you hear them on TikTok, you hear them on the internet, just anywhere, and everybody can have a different interpretation of what a single word means. Depending on who you ask, you might get a, a different definition from seven different people seven different times. Yeah. So if somebody is talking to you about fire, or if you're talking to us about fire, then I guess my bullseye, my takeaway from this just needs to be... I'm going to follow up with questions. What does fire mean to you? Explain
0: it to me, Lucy. Yeah.
1: What does retirement early mean to you? What does uh, financial independence mean to you? Let's answer those questions and then we can, we can potentially figure out a way to get you there. But we're always going to preach that uh, there needs to be that balance from the beginning. If you can support yourself on what you're earning, then you need to work. And then you also need to uh, have opportunity to... Do other things in your life that will make your life enjoyable because to focus strictly on earning money or strictly on putting money away and doing nothing else, it just sounds miserable to me. But I think it does come back to what does this all mean to you and Mm -hmm. how can we get there in a reasonable way without taking, and I love this word, draconian measures.
0: I'm just picturing, what color is your fire? Are you Maleficent green? Is it, mm. you know, there's blue fire, red fire. What color does your fire burn? I
1: was always really, really fascinated by blue fire.
0: I think it's really cool. Like- yeah,
1: I dig it. I dig it. Oh, I was just about to say something, but we got to go because, ladies and gentlemen, You're you interrupted yourself. <laughs> There's the closing bell. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service. We're on them all. And sign up to have our podcast delivered to your device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about Cameron Spann, Katie Pickler, or me, Court Winsett, please feel free to go to our website. We've got bios up there that you can read all about. Um, Also, if you're visiting our website, you can feel free to drop us a comment, uh, suggest a topic that you'd like to hear us talk about, or if you'd like to suggest a guest or be a guest yourself, then let us know and we will be sure to get back to you. Um, If you like pictures or or words, we do have all of the handles on Instagram, X, X. Um, Facebook, we've got Instagram handle at Bullcast Podcast, X handle at Bullcast Podcast, Facebook page, Bullcast the Podcast. We got them all, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, finally, we do work, all three of us, at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you'd like to find out more about what Pickler Wealth Advisors does, what we can do for you, Find out about our amazing team and find out about our fearless leader, David A. Pickler. Please feel free to go to that website and check us out. That website is picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O, not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, we've given you everything we can for you to go forth and succeed. So for now, I'm Court.
0: I'm Katie.
1: I'm Cam. And we're done.